Nelson Winnicky, President and CEO of the Immunization Partnership. And I have with us today, Dr. Kalyani Sanawane. Can you tell us a little bit about your background in health data and why you're so passionate about health data analytics? Sure, thank you, Allison. So uh, I come from a pharmacy background and back when I was in the School of Pharmacy, I was introduced to the world of statistics and data. We would do this small laboratory experiments where we were asked to like identify HPA with C values. We would talk about how data is collected throughout clinical trials to be able to show whether a certain drug is safe or effective. And we would also discuss this wonderful applications of healthcare data that is routinely collected and how it can be used to improve the efficiency of our healthcare system. So what I really see in data is that how much value it brings to the table. And I think the value of healthcare data is what really draws me and makes me passionate about using healthcare data. One thing that the COVID-19 pandemic has exposed are a lot of gaps and vulnerabilities in our public health system. And and it's really impacted the entire population of the state and the economy. And so if we, we kind of look at, at how public health is tied in with, with business and the economy, can you talk a little bit about that intersection? Sure. So we have seen a ton of different applications of healthcare data and how it has helped us to develop policies and put clinical practices in place during this pandemic. One of the good examples of the use of healthcare data was the different visualization tools that were put out, which allowed us to see which particular community had very high transmission rates of COVID-19. On the other hand, we also had data insights on which risk groups remain at a high risk of having adverse outcomes as a result of COVID. So we knew that elderly patients remain at a very high risk of adverse outcomes. We also know that patients who have comorbid conditions tend to be at a very high risk of having adverse outcome as a result of COVID. And as we see this new data on surveys on who would want to get vaccine versus who do not want to get vaccines, we are now trying to identify which particular subgroups in the population are going to be uh, at risk. When we talk about policymaking and here in Texas with the Texas legislature, you know, how can our legislators use some of this really valuable public health data to help get us out of the pandemic in Texas and protect our economy and also protect us from a further public health catastrophe, you know, trying to plan ahead. So I see of data as a very rich resource that can help us identify solutions even before we are faced with the problem. And uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic, I think one of the data sets that I definitely am eyeing on is an immunization registry that can help us uh, moving forward as the vaccine is rolled out to answer some of these important questions that we might be faced in future. So in terms of economy, we definitely want to know as we are reopening the economy, uh, which set of individuals or which set of communities or counties remain at risk of not accepting the vaccine and still continue to have high transmission rates. What an immunization registry will allow us to do is to identify where these counties are and where the zip codes are and whether we need to modify these policies somehow to be able to adapt 
and ensure that these communities remain protected. We also should be using uh, infectious diseases data to continue to monitor uh, the infection rates in these counties and probably use these two different data sets hand in hand to make informed decisions about policies that we are planning to be making in future and also implementing and trying to make sure they're efficiently implemented. You know, how we can use data to make good policy decisions. First, we have to have really strong data. And that's one thing that I would hope that they would look at in the Texas legislature is um, making our immunization registry like the majority of other states, which is an opt-out registry, so that everyone's included in it unless they decide to exclude themselves from the registry so that we can have really excellent, high quality data, the best data that then we can use to make the very best decisions um, on public health and to also help our Texas economy. Uh, Yes, Alison, I do believe that making the registry opt out is going to be one of the best decisions that can be made in Texas, because if we have piecewise data or piecewise information on these individuals, it's going to be only so much useful. We do want to capture the entire spectrum of information on these individuals. I also wanted to point out that these immunization registries are also helpful for the clinicians because often different healthcare systems do not speak to each other. And by having a centralized system in place that allows you to track immunizations, what it does, it allows your healthcare provider to see uh, historically what immunizations you have received. So you're not receiving the second or third shop or TDAP when it's not necessary. On the other hand, this information is also useful to people like me, who's a researcher, and also policymakers, because it really allows us to use the data to make informed decisions. Thank you so much, Dr. Sanawane, for sharing your expertise with us today. And I invite our viewers to check out our website at immunizeusa.org for more information about our immunization registry and ways that we can improve it through the policy process. Thank you so much.